Good day, everyone. It's Venice, and you are tuning into the Venice and Friends podcast. Today, Gail is with me. Woohoo! Good morning. (laughs) I've been wanting Gail to be on for a minute. This is the holidays and, you know, all kinds of stuff and work schedules. So it's so great to have you on the podcast today, Gail. Well, thank you. It's grand to be here today. Yes. What you been up to? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and oh, what's what happening am I doing? in Gail's world. Um. Well, I'm getting older. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, new month, you know. Um. No, I have been. Uh, I've been working in a contract worker, mm-hmm. and um, I built. We built our uh, water treatment plant, and now you know that means that the project's done. So I'm in a new discovery for myself of what does it look like to complete a job a contract and after two years I move on to a new one so I'm I'm back into the world of um, resumes and um, talking with people that's one side Mm, Um, (laughs) (laughs) then we have the um the hashtag new you group and then we had a group split off from there um that is a membership group that we created called the Mm -hmm. reset group reset Mm -hmm. overwhelm group um and keeping up with those fantastically amazing Mm -hmm. women (laughs) yes um Let's see. Oh, and there's one more thing that I'm getting ready to do. I'm going to be certified in Colby training, and that's cognitive, no, cognitive tra- mm-hmm. um, brain training mm-hmm. um, assessments, um, which is going to be really interesting for me is to be like the observer and looking at how people work. Mm-hmm. Like what's your normal way of working and just understanding my own Mm -hmm. (laughs) for myself um of course I know you have you've actually started me um through the assessment and it's it is just a it's opened up different ways for me to see how I operate and not to make myself wrong for how I operate you know uh, or compare myself with other people um it's just how I operate (laughs) yeah it's so, just your, it's your MO. That's what they call it in Colby. Your modi, modus operandi or something like that. Yeah. M-O, yeah. 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 So that and then um, just home life. Um, you know, we've been dealing with some health issues in our family and um, mm-hmm. good results. I'm considering the. Mm-hmm. medical atmosphere in the world mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so um yeah just been just been keeping myself in discovery awesome you guys gail is up to stuff <laughs> <laughs> there's no slowing down just because you're officially retired gail's officially retired right from her career of years and years and years in the financial industry and and uh now creating something next i was sharing with someone who's retired that i was thinking about the definition of retirement you know i was like i know like in our culture 
I think the normal view is like retirement is I did this thing and now I'm not doing that. You know, like I'm done with that. And I was like, maybe like we could redefine retirement. Like I'm done with that. And now I'm doing this. (laughs) You get to create what this is, you know, versus I'm done and there's nothing else to do or, you know, whatever that is. Yeah, I, it's, it's been interesting um, <clears throat> since many people made um, with the dot bomb or, you know, with the technology that came out, a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, younger people made a lot of money quickly mm-hmm. and they retired, which kind of blew the concept of my generation that you would, you would leave work <laughs> in your thirties or forties, you know, that we weren't it wasn't in our training that you would do that you would go to college get a good education and then you work for 40 years or whatever Mm -hmm. and I was talking with um one of our our clients who is dealing with some health challenges and looking at retirement and he's Mm -hmm. been with their company for like 40 43 years wow and they were asking him if he wanted to stay to 50. And, and he goes, I'm not after a number. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, 50 years in one company. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. I know. And, and he, but the interesting thing was, is as I was um, talking with him, he's dealing with some health challenges. And he's concerned about his finance, which is all, you know, usual. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, you can consult with what he knows totally I was just like oh my gosh the years of your wealth of knowledge Mm -hmm. what you could do with the consulting company you don't need you only need one or two clients right however hard you wanted to work but you know I was just like I was just sitting there and I, I get it it's it's that step of the unknown yes of you know he's already working with this health and then another unknown I, mm-hmm. I, I, I looked at that and I thought, you know, that's, that's the that transition is exactly what we're working with, mm-hmm. with, um, in the hashtag new you group, mm-hmm. some of the women in the reset group, mm-hmm. um, it's, it is that it's scary, exciting. It's a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword. You know, um, I find that like, I think for a while now, I've been like really kind of living, putting myself intentionally in the unknown, you know, and um, I'm finding that it's, it's not so scary anymore. Mm. And, but there's still the not knowing. And I think something that I say, God, the creator of the universe has been developing in me is the ability to really be with the unknown and be that all is well. Mm. And, you know, we were having a conversation in the reset group last night, and I've really been thinking about this for the past few days about how, you know, when, as we're, as we're like navigating life, we're going to experience things that we don't know. And it's like so much of my life has been spent around, having to know and having to figure it out so that I can feel safe. Like I'm a strategist at heart. I really am. So I'm all about plans. Right. Yes. And, um, 
And part of my journey has been like keeping things fluid, like having a general sense of where I'm going, but not knowing everything. And I have found it. But here, here's my point is that how, why am I supposed to know? I've never even been here before. Like, it's really like, wow, it's almost like absurd (laughs) that I've lived my life thinking I'm supposed to know when I'm actually, I've never been here. And I think the, the trap has been based on the past. Like, well, I've been in something like this before, therefore I should know. Does that make sense, Gail? Oh, totally. And, I, and that's absurd, too, because, yeah, but I've never been here before. Like, in reality, what's yes. really happening is I've never been here before. I don't know. I, I was just sitting here as you were sharing that. I was like, I wonder if that's with, um, you know, having to know somewhere in our development, quote, unquote, maturity level mm-hmm. we assume that yes yes it's like we're in inher- it's an innate innate inherited way of being yes i agree well you know when we look at children like really young kids they're like totally cool to just go with the flow now I can see, oh man, you know, it's so crazy. Like you look back hindsight, you're like, oh, I really kind of, I trained my kids. I remember like, this was so normal in our day. I would say, okay, this is how it's going to go. This is the plan. Mm. And we always had a plan. I mean, even like I went to go see Jasmine in Aspen. She was like, okay, mom, this is what the plan is. And I could hear her and I was like, oh my God, she learned that for me. Like always thinking of the future, like always like this is the direction we're going. And and I'm not saying it's wrong in some ways. Well, that's great. Well, in some ways it's not because then it's like, what about when you don't know exactly or you're making it up as you go? Because in reality, that's what we're all doing. Yeah. <laughs> in reality, like, you know, we're all just kind of navigating life. And I think, you know, there's something to... I think we can all learn and expand in like, what if I gave myself grace for this is where I'm at and I'm not supposed to know everything. And now for me, it takes trust. That takes me back to one of my points. That I feel like God was developing this in me. It's like, okay, well, who am I trusting? Well, yeah. I'm trusting the creator who I trust to guide me. And I'm trusting myself with everything I know in that season. There's so many things, you know, we've been in business and building and there's so many mistakes I've made in five years, but I can honestly say in that, those moments, I did the best I could. And it's okay. Failure is okay. Because that's how you learn. Yeah. You know, it's not that one. And uh, that. I think learning how to be with failure even is, yeah. is almost being removed. Like you yes. should, it shouldn't be that way. Yes. And it's, yeah, that's so good. Gail. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, 
look, I've had many failures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, uh, the big one was, you know, I have been married before. Ooh, that mm -hmm. was a big one. Yeah. You know, um, stigma and all that would, that went mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. Um, and it, my life didn't stop. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, you know, this is like the worst thing ever. No. Yeah. There's some big things I've been through. Like we went this whole thing with, uh, you know, our church community. It was so, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. And it it ranks right up there with divorce, which is kind of like, how can that be hard? It's just church people. No, these were my family. And we just had this situation that was not resolved. And it ended up and Don and I kind of like going our own way. And it was like, I lost my family. And I really thought, oh my God, I don't think I can recover from that. And mm -hmm. I did. I was, I did. It took me some few years, but I did. Yep. You know, this reminds me of something also we were talking about in the reset group. And that's, you know, so when we look at like failure, right? Failure inside of what context though? So like we were talking last night about discovery and play and curiosity well, if I'm trying something out, like doing something new inside of the framework of curiosity, failure has a whole different like feel to it because mm -hmm. it's not so significant. I'm just trying this out versus, you know, for me, because I can only speak for myself. It's like, this is like the most important thing or there's so much significance for me As you were sharing that i was just thinking of of your how you share that as the framework in which failure gets set up in our lives like yeah. when you were sharing is like i was looking at the is it because somebody i'm i'm comparing myself to somebody else Mm. And now I feel like somebody's going to judge me for my failure. Mm -hmm. And when you're bringing play or curiosity to it, it doesn't have that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. You kind of <laughs> laugh at it. It's like when you're baking a cake and it flops, you know? Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> that, is that didn't work. You know, um, that discovery is that doesn't work. You know, it, it just doesn't have, um, That's good. it wouldn't set me back Yeah. as much as when there's the significance to it. Yes. And maybe, or like just hum, like humiliation. Yeah. Like there's been a couple of things where, you know, there was a failure I had and it was, like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm yes. so embarrassed. And especially the more public something is, you know, when people are seeing you and what's happening and there's this element of like humiliation and ego, like what well, I'm looking yeah. at right now. Yeah. You know, that's another, another kind of part of it too. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to look bad, you know, but part of it is like, I think, and this is something I've learned. I've had some like publicly humiliating, you know, situations. And I found that like just giving myself room for, yeah, this is what's happening. And 
where can I take responsibility here? Yep. That's yep. always the place that I found <clears throat> I can get some power over my humiliation and embarrassment. Yes, that that is one. Owning it and being responsible really does free you up. Yeah, it it and you know it's it was interesting. I had a situation at work that oh my gosh, I I it was I got scammed uh-huh. <laughs> and there was money involved, right? Mm-hmm. But um, through it all, I should have listened to the little voice, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and but I owned it. And from that, owning it, the freedom I felt, and then I did one more step that it, it was a God moment because I, mm-hmm. I just said, I've got to forgive them. Yes. And wow. in that moment that I forgave them, mm-hmm. I, I still, there was still that um, kidding and joking because it, it went through the office like there's only one person that knew, right, besides me. Yes. And then yeah. all of a sudden, people from other uh parts that don't even office with us all the time came in and said, heard you did this. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, it was just like, here comes the shame. But you know, when yeah. I owned it and I just said, yeah. And I gave it a little bit of play. Yep. I did that. Um, yeah. there was no, like the humiliation wasn't there. Yeah. Um, there wasn't the hook yes. that would have kept me down. Um, and I really have been able to use that experience, Mm -hmm. um, as a learning point. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to experience the freedom in that, from that situation. Um, it, and it didn't like, when I said that people didn't keep kidding me or anything, it was just like, yeah, "Yeah, I did it. And it just kind of went dissipated and I'm like, wow, look at that. Okay, what's next? <laughs> That's such a great example. I love that. Um, sometimes, you know, it takes, I think, a little longer for some people to I mean, it, I don't think there's one right way necessarily. But like there was a like a pretty public, well, public in my world, but like just falling out I had with someone who was one of my followers on social media. It was so incredibly awkward and embarrassing and it really honestly took me over a year to be able to like own what happened it might have been a year and a half and I was trying I was trying so hard but I couldn't see what my blind spot was there was something in my blind spot that I could that was really limiting me from being able to take full ownership and when I saw it I was like Oh, and thank goodness for coaching because I, I was like really committed to resolving this for myself. And I, I took a coaching course, uh, and I got coaching and I was able to see, wow, you know, there's a real human reaction I have when I'm feeling, um, threatened Mm. and it's a reaction I have, and it's probably never going to go away. I just didn't see what the reaction was. And and my reaction is to get defensive and basically get like aggressive, like in my stance, in my posture. And then at some point I'm going to kill people off. I'm like, Ooh, you're out. You're scaring me. Uh, And I just shut down and I go inward. Mm -hmm. And when I, it was something that had happened in the past for me 
but it wasn't like an all the time thing. So I, it wasn't like I had enough history with it, but I, when I saw it, I was like, Oh, I've done that here. Mm -hmm. I've done that there. And I could see in my life where I have done that and I could own that. Like I could, you know, and I literally started making phone calls to people and saying, you know, like this happened, you were a part of it. And, and I want you to know, like, I take total responsibility. I reacted and I got really specific and it was embarrassing to make the calls. Yeah. And I knew that even if I had seen something for myself, like my why and that mechanism, there were still people impacted by what happened. Mm -hmm. So really having a conversation for them so they can have some closure. I didn't even know how that whole situation had impacted them. However, it did because when I spoke with them, they were like, man, I'm so glad you called. And the, you know, just, it helped to get some like completion for them. Yep. And I get to take ownership. So I'm not embarrassed. I have yep. nothing to be embarrassed about. I'm human and I own this is what happened. And it was a failure. I, I you know, you, you're very familiar with what happened, Gail, but it was like, I handled it, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe I did that. And I did. And it's not the first time I've done that in the past, like multiple times. So it's, I got like, it's an opportunity, just like you were saying how with what happened with, you know, at your job and the whole scam situation, it was a real learning moment for you. Mm -hmm. Now you're coming out of that. You're wiser. You're more aware. And I can say for myself the same thing. And it just took me a long time for me. A year and a half is a long time, but maybe not. It took me a while to be able to see where I could take responsibility. And it was through using resources, i.e. coaching. Because yeah, I couldn't see it on my own. I could not see it in my own head. And I was trying to see it and I couldn't. Well, and that's why having coaches and guides, because as you talk it out, yes. it's, it's all the conversation that you can have and just kind of, yeah. I, there's something gnawing at me and I'm yes. not sure what it is. And mm -hmm. so you can kind of have different questions asked. <clears throat> it's discovering a different way. Because you have yes. to, to hear yourself say it, and as another person would hear it, was that what what happened? <laughs> yes. And and then once you own it, it's like, okay, how would I? Now what? Yes. <laughs> what you know to to be encouraged to go have the conversation with someone that's not how I was raised. Yes. You know. Um, you know, especially if it's been years, yeah. Look, I had 40 some years when my dad passed away, um, been what, 45 years. I really hadn't talked to any of my cousins mm -hmm. that were around my age. Mm -hmm. We kind of a split age mm -hmm. group. And, um, looking back, it was like, I, I mean, some of them I knew in a moment that I'd written them off. Um, mm -hmm. but also with life because, mm -hmm we didn't enter, we graduated life, you know, happened, got married, kids, blah, blah, blah. But what I discovered was I had written them off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
So I got back and I called them up, you know, the night, good or bad, having my dad pass away, they actually were interacting. He was on Facebook. We were all sharing and I just reached out to them and started talking with them. And, um, you know, I, I, I discovered, I, I missed a lot of amazing, um, parts of their lives that they've, Mm -hmm. they've been very accomplished in and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just reconnecting was great and, and hearing what they've been up to and them hearing me. And, and really it was like in that moment, we went back to when we were kids for me, it Mm. was like being, um, they had my uh, uncle had a cabin and we would go over there for the summertime and we would, you know, being girls, we would chat, 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 talk, talk, Mm -hmm. talk, um, and it, it just remind you know, could kind of go back into that moment and and relive a, the younger life, but also now hearing their older life of mm-hmm. where they're at and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it does, it, it is good to be able to own conversations like that, that you had and that experience to go back and, yeah. and um, be free from it. Yeah. You and them. Yes. I totally, totally agree. And I, that was like my experience. It's like experiencing feeling free. And I think maybe part of it's because the shame was removed, you know, like I was so embarrassed and it was like, Oh my God. And then of course I look like an idiot and whatever, you know, it was all about me and how I look. So it's like, once I got it's like taking something out of the dark and bringing light to it or something, you know, then there was no, there's no need to be afraid or ashamed. It's like, this is, I really did that. I handled it that way. And it had a consequence just really being able to like ground myself in like the reality without the significance. Yeah. Like just the real, what happened. And there was also an impact and I can take ownership of the impact or I can at least do my due diligence to take ownership over the impact of what happened. And that makes a difference. Um, so I want to bring one other piece. Cause I think there's just, um, I think it'll be great to kind of end the conversation. We wanted to go in a whole different direction, but I think this is great. <laughs> this is kind of what happens with Gail and I. It's all perfect. We yeah. just be like, oh, we're just going to talk. Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> we're not even going to say what we're going to talk about. But I think what one thing that can make a difference going back to play is the framework in which we're taking action. You know, I looked up the definition of the word play and in the dictionary play is defined as engaging in an activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. And, you know, I'm thinking like, wow, you know, what if like I created in that what happened, like engaging in this activity, which is taking ownership like really looking at it from an enjoyable or recreational experience rather than serious or practical. I could create engaging in the activity for some commitment. Like the definition is engaging in the activity for enjoyment and recreation. 
I mean, I can totally do that. Or I could create like, you know, just because I say, (laughs) you know, if you think about it, I think when we took, we took a course, the same course. um, I think the definition of of play was like going back and forth. The, the, the definition in that course of play was just so simple. It was like the activity of like just going back and forth for no reason necessarily or something like that, you know? And like, wow, what, what could like my experience of even taking ownership be like inside of just doing it because I can, <laughs> <laughs> Well, (laughs) or because like I choose or, you know, because like I'm out to like, I don't know, like have some fun with it or, and I know when we hear fun, we think of childlike and kitty. I'm not saying like that, like Mm -hmm. just for the, maybe just for like what's possible. And again, that's curiosity. Mm -hmm. Well, then you'd have to be in the, the unknown exactly <laughs> so you know it's so interesting how we, we we this all ties in you know you can create the 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 play like being curious and and seeing what can open up um but sitting in the unknown and for to be able to sit in the unknown like what what could happen i mean and we get our to me i get in my head to create the what it could look like so much that it does it then becomes significant versus you know <laughs> you just sit with the unknown and have the conversation and let it flow with ease and fun yes totally I love Joyce Pike. She used to say, oh, she still does. She's alive. You know, noodling around. It's like, hmm, noodling around is like, what can I discover over here? <laughs> you know, the word curious means eager to know or learn something. You know, like, what if, like, I brought curiosity even to difficult conversations? Yeah. Now, here's the thing is what we're invariably going to deal with is the brain. <laughs> yes. I mean, our brain is like, that sounds ridiculous. That's stupid. No way. And it's because or some ver- flavor of whatever the brain, your brain's reaction is right. But it, it's there's just something to be aware of that. You know, we talk about creating ways of being and who we're going to be in life. This is such a great example being curious and being playful and bringing fun and ease is a creation. We don't just do this because we're hardwired with what we know and what we've experienced. So it takes just being aware that as I'm literally practicing creating, it doesn't mean it's going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm just doing this and like like really super easy because we're dealing with our brain that's significant mm-hmm. um, or mean. We, we're so meaning making machines. We really are. Mm-hmm. We're going to make meaning about what we think about play and curiosity and fun. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm already thinking how that should go, right? <laughs> yes, totally. You know, so it's just, I think this is such an interesting conversation and it's worth like 
considering because maybe there's something else available, Gail, that we don't even know because we're so significant. Yes. And That's we what know I love about everything. these conversations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. We know everything. I know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll only speak for myself, but I feel like I know a lot of things, you know, I'm like, Oh, I know, I know, I know. And, you know, as I'm getting older, I find just really being like, yeah, I don't know. Is really powerful. Yes. (laughs) I I was sitting here thinking about all the times I, I, I hear myself say, I know. And I'm trying to think back of what am I covering? Like, I don't want them to think I'm, I, I'm, um, not intelligent or is it something right now that I want to cover up my shame because I should know, but I'll (laughs) say, I know, you know, I just an interesting moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and an inquiry. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's the humanity, like our humanity. And I'm really big on, you know, a lot of times we try to like, change ourselves and like I don't ever want to be this way anymore (laughs) and you know I mean maybe that's not how it goes maybe you can just recognize it now there have been some like for me personally uh I used to have really low self-esteem I don't have low self-esteem it's just I don't have a grid for that anymore so I do believe there are things that we can just so like take off and uh, like dismantle that we literally, it is not who we are. Uh, and then there are some things in our humanity that maybe they're just so core to our identity that w- they're not going to go away, but maybe we can take ownership of it. Like be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I have this tendency and in my humanity, this is what I do. And it's just my machinery. It's not even who I am. That's just a part of my brain machine that has been wired that way and I don't think that necessarily will go away you know what I mean yeah and that's okay I think when you own it like that you take that's when you take that significance out yeah but also I I, I'm I'm curious now to see is that something that we could decrease dismantle Mm -hmm. over time of the awareness of it. Yeah. Here's my latest theory about this. My latest theory is that we can disappear it quickly. You know, like when you're, when we're aware of something Mm -hmm. and we don't, we bring, we don't have the significance around it. It lessens its like significance. I think it's like, like as human beings, we can like see it in the moment and be like, oh, there it is. And then it like dissipates. I don't know if cause some things run really core to who we yeah. are. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. It would be like, I'm, I, you've known me for years. I am who I am is that we can dismantle anything. <laughs> Like I am, that's me. Like, I'm like, yeah, we can tell. And I mean, I think there is something to even be responsible there because mm-hmm. I don't know everything. I don't yeah. know. That's my commitment. And I say that experientially I've had that happen. Like there's this interesting thing happening with my husband and I, and 
it's such a beautiful, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll write a book someday about it, but we've had such a horrible marriage and for like a lot of years and what's happening over the past two years is like this, it's like a flower, it's blossoming. And, and I'm noticing like there's ways I used to react to Dawn that they're just barely there. Mm. It's like a memory that's fading. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it. I I know because I've lived it. Right. And like when you, when, like when you live in a relationship for years and it's the same words, the same reactions, it's so ingrained. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, what's happening is I see the memory or like the reactions, but they're very like diminished. They're like less. And I'm talking like seconds. Like I, like we were having a conversation and some, well, I've been, I've been a jerk to my husband a lot. Like I'm not even gonna lie about it. Okay. Like I've just been super impatient and I like hate having to repeat, repeat myself. And I'm just like, not really nice with him in the past. So, you know, he asked me a question and I literally could feel my reaction and it was like seconds. It was like, I just noticed it and it dissipated. Hmm. And then I, and then I, I got myself like grounded in what's happening. What's happening is Don's asking me a question. Okay. Answer the question. But that whole entire thing was like seconds and I could feel it. Like a lot of times I would feel anger. Like I mm-hmm. could feel it rising up. Mm-hmm. It didn't even rise. Like if like zero to a hundred anger, you go all the way from zero to a hundred. It was like zero to 10. Oh, Nice. <laughs> It was zero to 10 and then it just dissipated. And then I was in reality, like, oh, okay. What he wants is this answer. So give him the answer. Mm. It, it's like, it's really weird and, and not weird in a bad way, but just so new, you know? And so I can see like things are just coming apart in the dismantling of how I've related to this man for, I mean, we're going on 15 years, I would say 12 years. That's a lot of patterns of behavior, Gail. (laughs) A lot of patterns there. (laughs) Um, I have to laugh, Denise, because next Monday or on the 14th is our 37th year. Girl, you got lots of patterns. (laughs) (laughs) And 38 together is this year. So, yeah. Lots of patterns. So it, it, you know, again, it's my point of can people really truly transform? I, I stand for that we can. Yeah. And I also recognize that we have this thing called our brain and it's just designed a certain way. And this is where I believe the creator of the universe, you know, comes into play. And I, I believe that the creator wants us to be totally free Mm -hmm. and I'm willing to hold that space for anyone that nothing is ever set for you. Now it takes something there. I mean, it's taken, I've been literally like committed to like working on my marriage for since year three through year 14. That's a lot of years. And I wanted to give up. Uh, uh, people send me messages on social media. And this one lady shared a message with me yesterday. And she shared how she's been standing for her marriage. And man, I so felt I could feel it. You know, I felt her like, I feel you, sister, yeah. you know, and just what she's committed to. And it's, you know, 
I'm like, I totally hear you, you know, and to hold the space for that for years. And I mean, for some women, they've been holding the space for 20 something years. It's like 14 or 11 or 12 is like nothing. You're like, girl, I've been holding space for more than that. But my thing is, what are you doing in terms of how are you resourcing yourself for that thing you're standing for? Yeah. See, that makes a difference. You know, resourcing, getting coaching, mentors, taking it to the creator of the universe, standing in the gap. Like, I can honestly say, like, there was a lot of work I put into what I'm reaping right now. Yeah. The point is, like, what am I committed to here? And am I willing to keep holding the space for that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I chose to do it. That's what I chose to do. But and it, it took so much work. Good God, help me. You know, and I mean, I'm serious. You know, it's like when you're in the middle of it, you're like, this is hell. You know, it's like so much emotional suffering that I went through. Uh, and I'm highly trained. And, and I mean, I suffered in my marriage. And to be able to experience this is so powerful. And I will say that where I have standed and stood rather isn't being accountable, like owning, mm-hmm. owning that this is a relationship I chose. I'm not at the effect of my husband. I knew how he was going in. Yep. I, and like, that is such a powerful place to stand in life is owning it. Not making myself wrong and like, oh, I always screw up. Like, that's not owning it. Yep. This is my life. I set this up this way by my choices. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm hearing you over on this side. Yep. (laughs) Many a times I said, I am a hundred percent responsible for the garbage. (laughs) Yes. I am 100% responsible to clean the house. <laughs> That's so good, Gail. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What a great conversation. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it just goes back to, you know, it's being responsible and, you know, you can have your plan if that's what you're going to, you know, you think the other side is mm-hmm. where to go. Um, but again, you're stepping into the unknown. Yes. You know, we may think that that's going to be a better answer. um, And it could be for a short period of time. Yep. But, you know, then stuff happens. And now what? Yes. Yep. There's, you know, this thing we learned a long time ago called problem solution mass. I'll never forget this. Every time you solve a problem, you have a new problem. And so, you know, every time and you another said another way, every time you find a solution, you have a whole other set of situations and things you're dealing with inside of your new situation Mm -hmm. every time. And so I think as human beings, we think, oh, it's going to be better when I'm done with this or I leave my husband or whatever. Um, And yeah, I could, but you're going to have a whole other set of new situations and dynamics that Mm -hmm. you're dealing with i think sometimes we don't think that through we don't know because we're going to be in the unknown yep or we'll stay because of that unknown 
Yeah. And it, you know, whatever it looks like in that moment, you're still disempowered. Yeah. Because you're not, it's not like the freedom to choose it. It's yeah. a either or. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say this one thing, even though we're going to wrap up the conversation, because I know I'm going to get an email about, I've gotten emails when I talk about my marriage and women tell me, oh, I've been in marriage and my husband abuses me, you know, and you'll hear me mention that. I never say names, but I'm never advocating that a woman Mm -hmm. stay in her marriage when she's being hurt physically or uh, emotionally. I'm not for working out that kind of situation ever. Right. So I just want to say that. So please, you can send me an email and I will say the same thing. (laughs) Oh yeah. Just be responsible. There's never a case where it's okay. Even for children. I've had people tell me, well, my kids know your kids are seeing something and they're being negatively impacted by witnessing a parent being abused. So either way, your kids are being hurt, you know, even if you think staying is going to be best for the children. So I just want to say that. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Awesome, Gail. Well, thanks for the conversation. Yes. It's All been right, great. Make sure you follow Gail. I will put the link for your uh, Facebook page. Keep up with Gail because. Colby, I cannot wait till you do the Colby training. It's going to be awesome. We'll have to have a whole conversation about what the heck is Colby and why Colby. So yeah, well, that great. happens in March. So maybe we'll have to do it April or May. Yay! I'm so, <laughs> sounds good. Thanks. All Kim. right. Thank you. Have You're a great welcome. day. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.